Welcome to the FFC Top 3, a show where we, your FFC hosts, count things down from 3 to number 1. Thank you for joining us this week. If you have any suggestions for our Top 3 topic, please be sure to drop us a note on Twitter at FocusFireChat.com, in our Discord, or even email us at FocusFireChat at gmail.com. This week, we are going to discuss our Top 3 childhood games of all time. So this could be anything from video games to board games to card games to sports top three games of all time. And I'm actually not going to go first this time. I'm going to make Beard go first since he's been last last couple of times. <laughs> oh, oh, of course you're doing that when I've got like a freaking mouthful of food. Thanks. Chinese food. Chinese yeah. food. Small story. I'm really terrible with my self-care because nobody knew that at all. And I I think this is like my second meal all day, so good for me. Anyway, um, I think my number three would actually have to be uh, more of a more of a sentimental one over anything else. And I know it's going to be like kind of ca- uh, passe, but chess. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's mostly because uh, my dad and I were able to uh, kind of bond over chess a little bit more than I I think. A, a lot of parents, parents, sons might be able to, um, but it was more because I, I saw them uh, playing 4D chess in Star Trek, and I was like, "Is there anything like even close to that?" He's like, "Well, I know how to play 4D chess, kind of, but he's like, I don't know if I want to afford if if I can afford like one of those sets." He's like, "Are you okay with just playing chess and learning that?" I was like, "You yeah, okay? That's fine." So like. Six-year-old me is trying to learn the stipulations of chess, and I start to pick up on it, of course, over time. Uh, but I think by about ten years old, I start to really pick up on like all of the the rules, nuance, thinking ahead, and so on. And it's uh, it's just one of those those games that's like a I almost think it's a life lesson at this point with like what it teaches you. So mm-hmm. nice, Justin. How about you? What's your number three? So my number three favorite childhood game was one, um, one spring for my birthday, my mom went to, um, a place called Trader's Village, which you won't know unless you're from my area, but basically it's a gigantic flea market with tons of knockoff stuff. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, she went to Trader's Village and she got me a bunch of stuff. She got she got me some free box and some likeies and she got me <laughs> some uh and Sorry. but the coolest thing she got, the coolest thing she got was a set of authentic authentic Everlast um boxing gloves. So she got me one set of boxing gloves. So my brother and I Shortly thereafter, <laughs> would flip a coin. Winner would get right hand, <laughs> and we would box with our left hand, with our ungloved hand tucked into our belt. Um, and it usually ended in tears, but it's my f- one of my favorite childhood games. And that's number three. That is awesome. Oh my god, Blue, you have to uh, follow him. So yeah, I know that's that's a fun one to follow. Uh, mine is actually a again. It's I'm gonna go in kind of line. So far, it's it's actually a, a one that's more for memory than or for memories more than actual game. It's a toss up <laughs> between uh, Parcheesi and Monopoly. 
Um, and that was because those were both games, board games, uh, that I played with my grandparents. Uh, and so my grandmother actually had a very, very, very old, uh, Parcheesi board. And I just remember like every time we went and visited her, we would play that. It's pretty much what we would play. Um, and then Monopoly just simply because, you know, you want to talk about life lessons, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there's nothing better than Monopoly to teach you how to deal with disappointment and patience (laughs) and anger and eventually the, the pleasure of revenge, um, and how you can only trust yourself. So, yeah. Wow. It's Monopoly. I mean, seriously, argue with me, argue with me on this. Like this is the lesson of Monopoly. It's, that that should be your experience if you do it right. Right, <laughs> right. I may have gotten my brother to not talk to me for a week after. Oh yeah, I, so so, so I got through a game, I had um, I had growing up. I was a huge Star Wars fan, and um, I one of my most prized possessions was I actually went out and I got a a Star Wars Monopoly, which is you know it, they had. This was this was back when they didn't really do a lot of like the theme Monopoly sets. Now, of course, you can you know throw a rock and you hit like fifty, but like mm-hmm. this was a big deal. Like they they had started doing like you know these theme sets, and they were always like really nice, really nice sets. Um, because again, they, they normally, you would get like the stupid plastic piece, or if you're really lucky, you got the little metal pieces with like the stupid dog. Everyone wanted to be the car. Um, but like, so I remember getting this set and it was actually one of the first board games that I remember having, uh, that had really, really nice pieces. Um, and they were like pewter, pewter, uh, Star Wars figures. And so, like, I just, I remember that, that set, I just remember very, very well from my childhood. Nice. And, yeah, you want to talk about siblings getting pissed at each other. That, oh, that yeah. was a, that was a violent, <laughs> it, it got into a violent game is what it gets into. What was the Star Wars equivalent of the race car? Uh, Well, you didn't X-Wing? have, like, yeah, you didn't actually Theater? have, uh, you didn't have vehicles. You had all the cast. So you had like well, I Luke. just meant I just meant when you play regular Monopoly, Monopoly, everyone wants to be the race. Oh, car. like who what? who wants like for us? Uh, Darth it was Vader. Darth Vader. Oh, okay. Um, you had Darth Vader. You had Luke Skywalker. Uh, Princess Leia was actually there. Han Solo. Uh, they did not have Chewbacca, which was a huge issue Aww, for me. Weird. But uh, the cool thing for me was actually instead of hotels and houses, they had X wings and then. Uh, Carillion uh star freighters and then inst- on for the rebels and then for your imperials they had tie fighters and imperial star destroyers so okay yes i i loved i lo- i say i think i still have that set somewhere buried somewhere nice you guys green? have like green what, what? about you yeah. what's what's your deep memory <laughs> Uh, revealing character traits about yourself, which right. is the entire purpose of this show. Like, mainly that my family was not very interested in board games, I think is the, the <laughs> moral of the story. <laughs> I didn't grow up playing really many board games, if any. My family is a bunch of card players. Well, so I'd... Well, yeah, don't don't feel that's like that's that is actually my number two is a card. Mine was so. technically child pugilism, so <laughs> 
this is true. I I have one of those two on my list, but um, my number three is actually a game that my grandmother taught me. I would go. I lived right behind my grandma growing up, and so after school, I would go over to grandma's house, pop a bag of popcorn, grab a can of soda, like pop, uh, generally Dr Pepper or Pepsi, and we would sit down and we would play cards and watch Jeopardy or Wheel of Fortune, whatever came on. And that was like my afternoon thing that I'd always do with her. One of the games that is probably fondest for me is like a variant of Spider Solitaire called King's Corner. Oh my God. Mm. Mm -hmm. And I loved that game. It was simple. It's easy. Seven-year-old can learn it. It was great. And it was competitive. Like there weren't too many rules where you can mess with each other. But it was still competitive enough where you have to think ahead. So King's Corner, classic, solitaire-like card game. You can play with four people. Amazing. It was one of my childhood memories. Yeah, it's a good one. Mm Mm-hmm. So, Beard. Are we getting another board game? Uh, Well, I was thinking about that because I was like, I could actually, like, for the record, I could probably fill this list with nothing but board games. because I feel like I have more attachment to them than I did anything else. Uh, but I do want to give an actual video game, because that's that's still, like, one of the most important things in my life, period. Uh, my number one video game, I think, that I, like, constantly, still to this day, go back to uh, over and over and over again, and I've kind of talked about it once in a while on this show, uh, is Dead Space. Uh I I play it like every year. I I have this uh connection to that game because of the way that it is uh portrayed. Uh the fact that it does actually showcase itself for a number of my other like sci-fi interests with Alien and so on. Uh it just it culminates a lot of elements that I just enjoy about uh video gaming in general with storytelling, uh with action. Uh, and then also just having those sci-fi elements built into it as well. Like, it is easily one of the uh, best games of all time for me. And I'm not going to say that it would probably be, like, my number one video game, but it's one of those that, again, has a lot of sentimentality for me because my my sister never really got into too many games, but that was one of them that she was able to sit down and watch me play. Uh, between that, the Silent Hill series... Uh, Snatcher as we were growing up, etc. Uh, those were those were games that I was able to sit and play with her, and we connected on quite a bit. Uh, so I think for again sentimentality and just the the means and the uh, the background behind it, I really just feel like the guys at Visceral had that game just down pat. Uh, it's such a shame what happened to the series, but anyway, yeah, that's my that's my number two. Thanks, Justin. What's your number two? Um, my number two is actually a video game as well. And this was a tough one because there was a good long time there um, when we got a Super Nintendo where my dad and me and my brother and my mom to a lesser extent, but not a very much lesser extent, would all gather around and take turns playing the Super Nintendo, which was so weird because I don't, not that many other people's parents operated like that and mm-hmm. I loved it um, but the game I always looked forward to playing the most out of all of them was a little game called F-Zero 
Falcon Punch. Um, <laughs> it's the best, the best racing game of all time. And a lot of people say Mario Kart 64. And I think if you just went on hours played, that was probably played in my house more than F-Zero. But for me, F-Zero was, it, it was the most unique thing I'd ever seen because not only were you racing these races, but you picked these drivers. Each one had a little card that dropped down and, and each one had a backstory and their own unique looking ship. It was my introduction to lore. I mean, it was very Mm -hmm. abbreviated. I mean, it was the, you know, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't grimoire, but it was, it was just a little bit of flavor that kind of, you know, I always got the, the super, the the super chubby dude with the the wide ship that's what I got. <laughs> Just trying to be trying not to body shame an F zero character at this point, but um yeah yeah F zero for me is my second favorite, and and that is very close to Mario Kart sixty four and uh pro- probably a couple other video games, but F zero for me is the best. <laughs> Uh, mine would actually be a card game, and it would be Gin Rummy. Uh, mm-hmm. Very, very similar to your your story, uh, Green. Mine was we. So my family, I grew up on a ranch, and one of our biggest things that we did was trail rides. Uh, so growing up, um, it was you know that was a very very common thing. I mean, we probably went on at least two trail rides a month. Um, and that was kind of, you know, again, that was that was kind of the thing you did. And anyone who's been on a trail ride knows there's not a lot, of, or anybody who's been camping actually knows that there's not a lot to do when there's no electricity. Uh, mm-hmm. But card games, and card games were like the universal, like you can do them anywhere, you can do them in the car, you can, you know, you can play whatever. And so we would always... It just always came back to Gin Rummy. Like, that was just one of the games that we just constantly played growing up. Um, and we, I mean, obviously, as anyone who's played Rummy knows, that generally results in a very unique rule set. Um, mm-hmm. And it got super competitive, as always, uh, especially with, you know, three, it was myself and then my brother and sister who mostly were very competitive. And I mean, like I still, I, to this day, I still love playing rummy. Rummy is like one of hands down, just the easiest game you can, (laughs) you can sit down and it's one of those games that kind of like, kind of like what you were saying with the, the uh, King's corner. It's just one of those games that like you can sit down and within five minutes, explain to someone, this is a basic principle of the game go. And within one or two hands, most people can pick it up pretty, pretty well. It's not like a super complex game. But just, oh my gosh, so much fun. So much fun. Nice. So my number two actually lies more along Justin's number three. Because I grew up (laughs) partially on a farm. And there's not a whole lot of uh, things you can do out there besides work. And so my brothers and I, I have three siblings, two younger brothers and a younger sister. Sister was seven years younger, so we didn't do a whole lot of playing together because she was like four at the time. But my brother and I, my brothers and I would get a stick and get a basketball and we'd draw (laughs) ourselves across on the dirt road and we would play four square. 
And oh my god, god four square the, you, you in violent competitive game the, right the fights that would happen because you may accidentally like bounce the ball right on the line <laughs> instead of getting it into the other person's square no treetops no treetop it, it always I, devolved into a, a brutal mm-hmm. form of dodgeball mm-hmm. i may have a bb in the back of my leg <laughs> Or at least a BB scar in the back of my leg because my brother got so mad after a game before square, he went and got his BB gun and <laughs> shot me in the back of my leg as I'm running away, <laughs> screaming at the top of my lungs for my mother. <laughs> I ended up winning, by the way. So it's fine. It's totally fine. But yes, four, four, four square was the one that they took away dodgeball. You remember when they took away dodgeball in elementary school because it was quote unquote too violent? Well, they they let us replace dodgeball with four square. Oh my god, they regretted that decision so much. It was like they, I remember like one of the PE teachers being like, "What? How is this? How how is this more violent than dodgeball? More brutal because you're closer." Mm-hmm. Oh man, but yeah. That's definitely my number two. Down to our number ones, though. Beard, you want to kick this pop childhood memory game? Mm-hmm. 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 Hang on, I'm showing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I there will. We go. I will. I will. There okay. we go. Okay. So I'm about to make a lot of people mad. But I was. Uh, <laughs> I was. I was introduced to this game uh yeah i know like me making people mad that's like what i do on a daily basis anymore uh but i was introduced to this game uh in uh i guess it was the the tail end of middle school uh, a friend of mine ended up uh telling us about it it's just one of those games that uh that always just sticks with you right it's it's one of those that you always go back to and you always think about um and obviously i've been talking about it which means you've already lost. I hate you so much. I hate you so much. (laughs) (laughs) Yes! I got somebody, at least. (laughs) All right. So, out of middle school, some some people will understand what I mean by this. Uh, The internet was a new thing by the time that I was in middle school. Yes, I'll go get my cane, and everybody can have a fun laugh about it. Um, but that being said, the uh, the internet was kind of new around middle school, and one of the things that uh, started to circulate around uh, middle school was this idea of the game. Now, the game just has just has this, this the, the name. That's really it. The whole objective of the game, and this is, this is also great because I'm indoctrinating so many people into this game right now who've <laughs> never heard of this before. The entire idea of the game is to not think of the game. If you think of the game, you've already lost. If you already understand what the game is, then you've already lost. If it's this concept and idea that you end up not thinking about the game whatsoever, then you basically win the game. But here's the problem. If you think about winning the game, you've lost the game because you thought about the game. I think I lost. (laughs) I may I I am just lost, so I don't know if I lost or not. It's ba- it's basically a reverse psychology game, is what it is. To make, it's, it's to make but you it's think like, about it. Yeah, it's like when beard somebody is, sneezes, beard is a like reaper when... from Mass Effect. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's like the game where you say um, when somebody sneezes, somebody in the room is thinking about Abraham Lincoln, and somebody goes, "What really?" 
well, yeah, yeah now you, you will. are. And now you will. Exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's okay. a it's it's just a psychological game, but quite frankly, it is uh it, it's the thing of course that has been sticking with me since like I said middle school at this point. And I am I'm into my 30s at this point. And I will simply <laughs> say that it is the one thing I can think about now and again and just be like that's funny scarring yet stays with you forever yeah i'm gonna say it's just it's it's one of those things you know it's uh it's a it's a fond memory of childhood and it always it always will be there for me i don't know if that's a good thing or not though let's be honest i mean stop thinking about it justin i'm gonna say hey blue stop thinking about it all it reminds me of is, have you guys listened to uh, Rabbits, the podcast, Rabbits? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, I was about to say. No, they all... usually hop away before I can get in a good <laughs> listen. <laughs> wow. But uh, I think it's, is it Pacific Northwest, I think, is the the uh, company that put that on. Oh, my God. If you haven't listened to that podcast, go go do yourself a favor and listen to it. It's a re- actually a really fast listen. But it's it's kind of it's along the lines of it. It's a lot more uh, darker, but it's it's a very similar mm-hmm. concept. Blue Clue, Blue's Clues, Blue's Clues. <laughs> I'm showing you. I'm showing you hidden aspects of your psyche that you didn't even know existed. Oh. Justin, what's your number one? <laughs> my number one, my number one, um, is a card game. But it was so pervasive throughout my childhood that it has to be number one. And it was a card game with a special deck of cards. It oh. wasn't a card game with a normal deck of cards. If you're saying the game, I'm gonna I'm think gonna, you're saying I'm you may. No, yeah, I almost guarantee it's not the one either one I'm thinking about. It's called Skipbo. Oh, okay. I mean, that's I a heard good of one Skipbo. too. Yeah, Skipbo is legit. That was the game of choice of my grandmother, um, <laughs> um, and. Basically, you just um, actually I didn't know this. I just learned this trying to to research the rules because I couldn't exactly remember the rules. But it's actually um, the um, commercial version of a of a regular card game called Spite and Malice, and that sums <laughs> it up. Um, pretty much scums it up. Yeah, it was it's a really cool card game. Um, but basically the first one to go out wins. It's one of those type of games, but <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, it's one of those, it, all you need is that one little deck of cards and, and you can basically keep four to five people, uh, trying to kill each other. Like, uh-huh. yeah, like three hours. Uh-huh. The games were, they were cutthroat and they were very long. Not quite as long as Monopoly though. Well, no, but <laughs> It depends on how competitive you got. Who wants to do that to themselves? That's true. That is true. Blue, what's your number one? Uh, my number one is actually going to be pretty much a a collection of random tabletop RPGs, but predominantly D anD. Um, and that is simply because I was introduced to D anD. at a not like a super young age, but a, a like I think it was like middle school. Uh, beginning of middle school was when I was kind of introduced to it. And I was introduced to it as a form of freeform theater. Um, okay. So it actually wasn't necessarily uh, role playing it, or well, it wasn't a uh, 
um, a stat game as much as it was a way of learning how to do different interactions. And it was basically a role playing, like it was solely role playing. Um, and it really kind of just, it, it really introduced me to the beauty of, of stories, um, and inside games. Like it, it stressed, you know, it, it put in my mind the stress that I place, uh, in getting a good story out of a game. It's also probably why I enjoy playing solo player games so much is because it, that allows you to kind of get more immersed in it. But I just remember D and D was, you know, it, it just was the the gateway drug, I guess you would, for me into the uh, the deeper deeper world of gaming in general, both video game and and tabletop board gaming and stuff like that. Because I mean, there are there actually are now today there are some uh, role playing board games out there that are pretty pretty well done. So, but yeah, D and D is definitely my number one go to for games with fond memories nice my number like okay so you were talking about how gin rummy was your family's go-to on trail rides my number one actually is very much so related to gin rummy i i was talking to going to over to my grandmother's earlier and i spent a lot of time over there growing up and i have a great aunt who is a nun somewhere here in colorado don't know where she would come down to Plains, Kansas, where I grew up, and she would teach my grandmother a new type of rummy. And so she would teach all these different types. I've learned Texas rummy, Heaven and Hell rummy, all the different rule variants you can possibly get with it. Mm -hmm. Well, one time she brought back a very specific type of rummy that I and the rest of my family, we all have a, a deck of this specific type of rummy. You can take it anywhere. You can buy it at Walmart. You can buy it at Target. It is still the easiest introduction to a rummy-style game without actually being rummy. I've played it thousands of times, I swear. Phase 10. Phase 10 was the one game I played the most growing period. And it's probably the one that I learned how to be more crafty and block people <laughs> by sacrificing my own hand as poss- much as possible. Of course, my grandmother would try to change the rules all the time. But, you know, it's fine if you can get away with it. <laughs> but that is the top three for this week. Next week, I actually wanted to do something a little bit different, get away from games. I want to go into the realm of food. Oh, no. You ready? We're going to do top three sandwiches next week. Okay. Okay. Oh, that one's easy. Okay. I just yeah. got back. What? What? <laughs> we're going to do top three sandwiches. <gasps> yeah, we're talking about food next week. We're talking about, about food. food. I want to go to there. First of all, <laughs> do hot dogs count? <laughs> We First of see. all, can we set some ground rules? First no. of all, <laughs> nope. Hot dogs gonna... are hot dogs. <laughs> We're gonna have this debate next week. If Catch you want to have top three hot dogs, then do that. But then there, <laughs> if someone says if hot you, dog, you can, my if, my next one is gonna be pizza. If you can argue it, if you can argue it's a sandwich, in a reasonable way. I will count it as a sandwich. 
Okay. okay. Is a Philly cheesesteak a sandwich? Okay. When we do top three cookies, are you going to say bagel? I might say cannoli. That's not a cookie! <laughs> <laughs> 